Well, today we celebrate the feast of St. John Bosco, and uh, we have in our scripture text some verses that are relevant to John Bosco's life. We have in our responsorial psalm, uh, My descendants shall serve him. Let the coming generation be told of the Lord, that they may proclaim to a people yet to be born the justice he has shown. And uh, so we see the psalmist who's imagining, he's dreaming, as it were, of future generations uh, of his children and the future generations uh, having received the good news and the, the truth that God has revealed. And we see the great concern of the, of the parental figures here in the gospel for their daughter, and they go and they get Jesus to heal her, raise her from the dead. And uh, John Bosco, as we hear in our opening collect, he is a father to the to children, to poor children in particular. He uh, was an Italian saint who lived in the early 19th, was born in the early 19th century. His lifetime spanned pretty much the, the, the whole entire 1800s, really. And uh, he's from the northern Italy, from Turin. Um, and uh, he, uh, his dad died when he was only two years old, so he was raised without a father. And uh, he became a priest at a very young age. He was one of these guys that's the, what, what they call them lifers. You know, you go into seminary when you're 12 years old and you just kind of go up, <laughs> up the ranks and you don't know anything different. So, so John Bosco was a, was a lifer. He was ordained when he was 26 years old. And, uh, but his, um, his lack of having a natural father did not at all hinder him from becoming a very uh, amazing spiritual father to an incredible number of young boys. So he, he, what he was known for was he opened up an orphanage, uh, but he was an educator. And so uh, what was unique, though, is that he would take these orphan boys and he would teach them not um, um, or like liberal arts and scholarly stuff, but trades. So he taught them to be shoemakers and uh, tailors and carpenters and masons and these sorts of things, okay? So it was a kind of a trade school that he started. Um, and uh, we see, though, that in the midst of doing this, he was transmitting real spiritual life to them. He was raising them from the dead, from the death of, just like Christ raises this child from the dead. He was raising them from the death of sin to, to the life of goodness, holiness, faith, hope, and charity. And uh, he was ensuring that the future generations would praise the Lord, as our psalmist says. Now, I've got this very interesting book. It says, it's 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco. And the editor of this book goes through uh, Bosco's uh, personal correspondence with his teachers because his school started to get really, really big, and he he uh, started a whole religious order called the Salesians, which is still with us today. they got thousands of priests who are teachers of children. And uh, so as he's starting this fledgling religious order, the, the Salesians, um, he uh, is writing letters to his, the guys that he's training to be um, spiritual fathers and teachers like himself. And so in, the, in this correspondence, he's talking about these dreams that he has uh, about his students and about these orphan boys that he's, that he's raising. Um, and I think, you know, th this is very interesting, this whole, this whole uh, idea of him dreaming, he's having dreams. So he, he devoted the entirety of his waking day to his spiritual children. And so also even during the night, you know, his mind was completely preoccupied about their fate. And his dreams were inspired by the Holy Spirit, and so he would have these kinds of prophetic dreams, mostly warnings. Uh-oh, there's danger up ahead, you know, warning the boys not to do this or go there or whatnot. 
And uh, they're all kind of in symbolic fashion. I just read the one dream of, uh, of his I read this morning was <laughs> there was all of these giant cats, and the cat and this one cat in particular had three nooses in its paw, and they were very fearsome-looking cats. And he had a hose um, uh, that could spray holy water, and so he was basically he he cornered this big cat which was the size of himself or even bigger into a corner and he was threatening with the holy water tell me what you're going to do with these nooses and so the the cat is basically like a demon okay and he's saying well i these are these nooses by which i snare your students into giving bad confessions and he goes over the first noose was that they don't uh tell all their sins and the second noose is that they don't have true you know so forth and so on so uh the point is is that with these with these dreams, uh, the father was warned um, by God uh, about the uh, the fate of his spiritual children, and this was for the purpose of their for their well-being. I think in my own life, my it's funny. I think I've, other people I talk to say the same thing, uh, and maybe you guys can agree or disagree. I don't know, but with, it seems like parents have this sometimes these premonitions about their children that are very eerie. So for years and years and years, my dad, I was out in Albany, my dad's back this way, and he, we'd talk over the phone every once in a while, and he'd be like, you know, you got to check that valve. It was always about my car. you got to check that valve in your car. Like, how do you, first of all, how do you know anything about my car? You haven't seen it in years. You don't know when the last time it was I changed the oil. And he's like, you got to just look at that valve. I know, I, I, that left tire, I don't know. you got to go look at that. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. What do you... How do you know anything about the left tire of my car and what's the big deal? Next thing you know, a week later, the left tire of the car's got a problem. And what would happen so often, you know, probably a dozen, two dozen times in my life, my dad would talk about these things. Oh, you know, look at the bank account or these just kind of practical things. He just had these kind of premonitions and they, they turned out to be right. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that God does is he gives parents and spiritual parents these kinds of premonitions and these dreams um, and intuitions about their children for their protection. I think also, too, of Martin Luther King Jr., his famous I Have a Dream speech. You know, and part of this dream that he has is that these it involves children and future generations, you know, that black children and white children would be able to play together, so forth and so on. Uh, and um, this, is, this is maybe what we can celebrate today as we celebrate uh, the Feast of St. John Bosco, how God takes care of his spiritual children through uh, natural and spiritual fathers and mothers, um, a theme that I have preached on before just recently here, I know, and I speak about this quite a bit. But it's something to thank God for uh, and to celebrate, and especially this week is Catholic Schools Week, and we really need to be mindful of the future generations uh, of these children who are in public schools and are receiving uh, religious education through the parish program and uh, for all our, our children who are in Catholic schools, uh, you know, that we would dream uh, that they uh, would be able to know and learn of the Lord and be able to praise him and be able to transmit him again to future generations.